welcome. I am Dr. Samaria Culver. I'm a licensed therapist and published author, lover of all things Jesus. I've written a whole boatload of books, okay, training courses, uh, and uh, some wonderful things. I am recording this for a second time because the thing only recorded a three minute video. <laughs> anyway, I wrote a book called Learning to Lead, and the subtitle is A Biblical Perspective on Organizational, Individual, Spiritual Leadership, Training, and Development. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I do uh, talk a lot to leaders in my private practice, and I've studied leadership development a long, 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 long time. And my, I have a uh, one of my PhDs is in Christian organizational leadership development. And I'm pointing up if you can see this because it's up there and I I blocked the thing off. Anyway, Lord, in the name of Jesus, this ain't gonna, <laughs> this is not go do this to me today, okay? I'm trying to get this done. All right, so I want to talk to you briefly, some brief things about how do I know um, who to train and develop. And this is a really good book. Like I said, it, it talks about individual organizational uh, and, and so it, it, it hits all, all corners and this is something I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about. Uh, again, you can go to the website at www.samariacobra.com, purchase a paper book. If you purchase a digital product, there is a 20% discount on the, what digital product you want to type in learning the number two lead at the, uh, at the, at the checkout. And then what you will do is once you do that, uh, it'll give you a little discount. Okay. Now the paper book, it'll be fine. You can purchase that for full 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 uh <laughs> full full price all right so uh we're gonna talk about this because <clears throat> organizations um organizations uh success or failure is based upon certain principles okay and they're intentional principles and so i want to just basically give you a few the question remains is how do i know who i'm called to who i'm called to remember i am not called to everybody I, you, me, or Dupree, okay? We are not called to train and develop in everybody. Just because I can doesn't mean I should, okay? And the, and the one thing the Lord began to minister to me as I was writing the book is that oftentimes people will attach themselves to a vision that God has not ordained for them because they see the vision going on. I don't care what's going on, 121 Main Street. It's wonderful over there. I may go visit 121 Main Street, but if God told me to go to 121 South Elm Street, I'm supposed to be on 121 South Elm Street. And so we have to really discern because uh, I'm talking about the book, The Five Reasons Why Organizations organizations uh, Fail, uh, and it really has to do, number one, uh, and this is no particular order, but one of the, the key factors is poor placement, poor people and the wrong people in places that they shouldn't be, the guy that called them to. See, God's not going to endorse what he not, he, God is not going to endorse what he did not ordain. Say it again. I said, God is not going to endorse what he did not ordain. Okay, so the question we may, we remains is how do we know uh, who has been sent to us, who we call to train, and who we are called to develop? And the simple answer is this. What did he say? The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 6, New King James Version, all the ways acknowledge him is going to the directed path. Now, I want you to point out, did not say some ways, the way that seem right, after my heart is involved, it says all your ways. So, it, so if it says all a brother and sister, it does mean all. Okay. It doesn't mean some. I had a colleague, bless her heart. She's a sweet person. And she said, Well, you just keep going forward till you get a no, no, no. You acknowledge God before. Acknowledgement does not have to ha happen after or even in between, it's before. And then it says all. All right. So again, I have to say this, but I would never endorse anyone who God, anyone who has sent themselves, more than likely they have not been sent by God. 
God gave me a vision recently and I begin to say, God, uh, this, this isn't happening. What do you want me to do? And he said, Samaria, just wait. He said, because when I have chosen you, I will send, uh, I send it to you, right? I don't have to make it happen. And so oftentimes people who have not been chosen will pursue great men and women of God, but I had not chosen them. So you cannot endorse someone that God has not endorsed, right? We also have to look at one spiritual resumes. I said, there are two types of leaders who want those who are ready to lead and those who need to be trained. There's a difference. You cannot, it is dangerous to put someone or intern or trainer in a leader's place. Okay. Or you only repeat cycles. You make it difficult and you usher them into a spirit of insanity that happened with the sons of Sceva. The sons of Sceva said, you know, cause my daddies, uh, I'm sons of the priests. Uh, and then I heard, they heard about Paul's, a ministry and how it was popping. So they decided we're going to do that because that's, that's what we want to do because clearly, because, uh, you know, and they end up, so it is dangerous. And I see people all the time from a, a clinical perspective who are mostly unstable. And one of the reasons why that is because they, we elevate a gifting above fruit, which, and they, if there's no fruit, there's no process. And because they were not, we are trying to endorse what God did not, Ordain. Let's keep it moving. And we're gonna make this real quick. Cause this is the second time <laughs> filming this. There are people who are are already trained, developed, and prepared. And I talk about in the book the people that you need within your organization. When I tell organization, I literally mean your organization, your church, uh, your 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 ministries, even in your uh your secular organization, as if you identify even as a faith-based person, there uh there are people that have already been developed and trained. Like for me, I don't have an accounting department, but let's go hypothetically speaking. Uh, I'm not going to put someone over the accounting department because you had a dream or vision that's supposed to, uh, about numbers. That's wonderful. Uh, you don't you don't get there, bless God. You have to have gone to school. Uh, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Does it make sense to you? I can't go to Cone Health, right? And say, listen, when I was five years old, the Lord gave me a vision, told me I was going to be the director of Cone Health. I'm not, by the way. Uh, why? Because they would just they would say, "Miss, uh, excuse me, <laughs> we're gonna have to have security to go and escort you out." Okay, y your dreams and your visions, bless God. We all have called. There's between being called and chosen, right? So God can call you to a position. You're not guaranteed to walk into the position because you got to call it. It is your ability to endure a process, and the process is often painful. And it is a rookie move to believe that you are ready before you uh before you actually are. We all have done that. If you if you've been at you doing your best for a long time. You thought you were ready long before you were ready. Okay. So how do I know who's who? You can identify them by what they have previously produced. We must be a fruit inspector, darling. A fruit inspector. A fruit inspector. You don't go by what someone says. You go by the fruit. And remember, when I studied this from a biblical perspective, uh, nobody built something in the Bible that didn't have a resume. Even when Jesus was calling his disciples, all of them had, and I, I, in my, one of my dissertations, I didn't add this into the book because I didn't belong to me. Okay. <laughs> so I had to study someone else's work. Um, when Jesus selected his disciples, believe it or not, they had a previous resume, believe it or not, of, of completed work. There's certain personality type, there's certain things that they had, there's certain quirks and things that they had. That, that that put them in the position. Jesus was very strategic about the people that he called. Right? Um, and so we have to look at, because that's going to, if you don't really have a resume, watch this. 
you don't get put in a leadership position, but you don't have a resume, who, who are you leading? So you have to have a series of completed work that qualifies. Some people say, well, David, the anointed time and the appointed time don't happen at the same time. Dave received his call when he was 17. He did not walk into that until he was uh, uh, close to 30. So a lot of people get uh, 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 offended if you don't position them, but they also get uh, uh, short-sighted. They think, oh, I got a call. I got a vision. Whew. And we start going after people, places, and things. God said, I didn't tell you to do that. I said, I called you. Now, you, there is a process. The first book I ever wrote, uh, I was 2006, I think it was, called No Promise Without a Process, The Makings of a True Prophet. You don't listen if there's no process, honey. Thank you for your dream. We all have a dream, by the way. Most people do, at least, you know, if you live, if you got a vision for your life, you got, you, you got, you, 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 you going somewhere, but you cannot manipulate the hand of God to make your vision come to pass. You have to endure the process. And I got to say this again, cause it's good. It's just a rookie move. It's not a character flaw. People always think they're ready long before they are. Long before they are. Jesus himself, when he was eight years old, tried to start his own ministry. Then he got yanked by his, not yanked, he got he reprimanded by his parents. And then he didn't come back out till he was 30. Well, now what did he do between eight and 30? So if Jesus had a process that lasted years, why? Listen, I was preaching on that other one, okay? I ain't going to do that today because I, I don't want to do this again, okay? <laughs> if Jesus had his call at eight and he couldn't up and, and be leading somebody and, and lead, lead the nations till he was in his 30s, why do we think? What? 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 All right, y'all get where I'm going. I'll, you know, you get where I'm going. We also have to look at the fruit of righteousness. I've seen some of the greatest and neat, meanest and nastiest Christians being put in leadership positions. I've seen it with my own eyes because we elevated gifting. I keep looking at my recording, y'all. If this thing cuts off, I am going to have a heart. <laughs> we have elevated gifting above fruit. It doesn't matter how good you are if your spirit is not right. Nobody cares, quote by uh, Theodore Resmo, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Being able, even in church, being able to preach and prophesy does not make you a leader. It really does not. It means you have a gift. The gift and the call of God are irreversible. It does not mean that you are a leader. What is your previous resume? And then the fruit, what is the fruit of righteousness? Peace, love, joy, long-suffering, goodness, and patience. We can't be anointed and nasty. Can't be anointed, not prepared. Uh, you can't, you know, let me not. So next thing I must do is ask myself, am I even called to you? I said that at the beginning. Uh, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Your leader must be clear about who you are called to. You're not called to everybody. Like I, I can tell you the basics about how to start a business. I can tell you the basics about how to do certain things, but I can't teach you how to be the best lawyer that you could be with the regulations because I don't know nothing about being a lawyer. I can't teach you how to be the best neurosurgeon. I can teach you basics, basics about, you know, registering your business. That's, that's really about it. I, I, I don't, I probably couldn't even pass one of your classes to be a neurosurgeon. You understand what I'm saying? So I have to know who am I calling. And guess what? It's okay. You're not called to everybody. If you tell someone, no, beloved, 
there is someone else that they're called to. And sometimes when you're dealing with people who have emotional mental health wounds, they perceive a no as rejection. You know, you're not elevating my gift and all this kind of stuff. No, no, I'm not called to you, but there's someone else who is. Someone else who may be better than me. Because even though how, how much you excel in life, there are there's always going to be somebody that's better than you. And that's okay. There's no competition in the body of Christ. I'm the type of person where I want to see everybody win. I really want to see everybody win. It doesn't mean, watch this, that I'm, I, just because I want to see you win and I root for the underdog, it doesn't mean I'm supposed to help you win. Now, if I can and I'm called to you, that's fine. But I have to, I have to learn that and be mature enough to say, Samaria, you're not called. I've had people in my life called, I mean, you know, just all kinds of foolishness. And I had to come to the realization, you're not really supposed to be a part of my team. You keep pushing yourself on you. You're not. And it's okay. And sometimes people just not going to understand because they're seeing things from a bird's eye view. They don't see the sacrifice, the hard work, the late nights, the, the up, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here on Saturday working. Most people are not on Saturday at, at their office working. You understand? So they don't see all that. And so you have to know based upon the maturity and the responsibility of your actions or what you have to do, who qualifies to be at certain places in your life. Everybody, can, everybody that said I'm here to help you can't really help you. You understand what I'm saying? They don't know. But that's when discernment comes. And oftentimes, like I said, like I gotta say this again, people get excited for a vision and want to join the vision, even though it's not the vision God has ordained or even called them to. Proper placement is key. Other things you must say, is this person mostly stable? My God, we could talk about this. I may do another teaching on that. Um, I don't want to take too much longer uh, on this because like I said, I see people all the time in secular and Christian organizations who are leading people and they're bleeding. There's some, this is like Bishop R.C. Blake said this. He said, some of y'all don't need a husband or a spouse, excuse me. He said, some of y'all need a therapist. There's some people that don't need to be put in positions of leadership. They need a, they need a therapist. Oftentimes what people do, and this is where I wrote in my book, Broken Trying to Lead, people will look at positions. <laughs> people will look at positions of leadership because it gives them a faulty sense of validation. This is why you got people that want, you know, they got the front row seat and they want to be next to somebody because they don't have a sense of themselves. You know, if they're not validated, if you don't call their name, if you don't uh, give them a position within your life or within your organization, if you don't do this for them because they are asking for validation and they're trying to put a demand on validation that God has not ordained them for. Do they have a spirit of uh, uh, submission? Uh, are they trying to lead or they even have a desire to lead from a right spirit? They have a spirit of submission. How do they handle critique? How do, what's their study? What is their study life like? Like who have they previously served before coming to your organization? Every organization, Christian and, and secular has to have a spirit of servitude. Not me, myself, and I. Who, who have you served? And I remember I was telling them at the previous teacher that did not record, I had a gentleman uh, um, approach me and he said, I want to partner with you. And uh, I wasn't really looking for a partner because I just started my business. And so, but I was willing to entertain him because at that time, you know, when you got to, you, you, there's a time and a place to take on partners. When you first start a business and it's very small, you may not necessarily need a partner. It's not because you're being mean. You got you to know what your organization needs. Okay. And so, and I talk about this in the book, uh, what assessing my organization's need past, present, and future. And I'm not going to, I'm going to leave you with that cliffhanger. Make sure you pick up the book. Okay. It's going to teach you a lot. And so he said, I want to partner with you. And he really, really needed is I need to connect with you because I see that you have what I need. 
And so I was looking through and stuff. Like I said, I was willing to, I wasn't going to just cut him off. But I really was just trying to see if this, you know, okay, if this is something I really need. Turns out he didn't have anything. Now, I had a whole office. I had people calling me left and right. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with stuff. I'm still trying to keep up with stuff. And uh, I, I couldn't really use it because there's nothing that he had to partner with. So when you're a partner, you're not bringing the same thing, but you're bringing something. And they have anything. So I determined he didn't need a part. I didn't, he couldn't give me what, what, what may be helpful. He needed a mentor. And so I, I said, I said, well, you're not, I, I told him no for the partnership because I don't need that, but I was willing to take out time, which I did not have, believe it or not, at that time, this is a few years ago, to mentor him. And he got upset. He got highly upset, very disrespectful. I'll dare Wait a minute. So you got you. We live in a in a world of pretentious. People put post things on social media. Got a whole whole bunch of social media followers. That means I'm anointed or or I because I, I can I should and, and but I have a real business. I don't have a social media follower. I have a real actual factual business that that I had to keep afloat. So I couldn't I couldn't use him like that. But I but I remember how disrespectful he became. I'm this. I'm that. A third. And I'm a black woman. I'm just that. I'm about and just real real out of pocket. He was real humble. He was asking for something. That's how you know when someone tells you no, they sit you down. That's how you know who you really deal with. But I thank God for that experience because again, I had to learn these things. And I'm still learning. I'm not. I don't have it all together. I teach what I know, but I'm learning more. I had to realize that one, I'm not called to everyone, and everyone does not come have pure motives. Some people they just don't get it. They're seeing things from a bird's eye view. They're seeing from a bird's eye view. And I see they they just kind of look at from a distance and they think, oh, I can do that because when you really are skilled at what you do, you make what it looks, they don't see behind the scenes. Okay. And so I had to be mature enough to say, and, and I've learned this, that everyone is, I'm not called to air. I can't, you know, if you don't, even if I can help you, if you don't have a spirit of submission and you're trying to pardon me, some people are not trying to pardon you. They're trying to compete with you. Some people are just trying to compete with you. They're not trying to partner. They want to see you as your competition. Some people want to remove you from position, put themselves in position. And there's some people who don't have the sense in themselves. They just want to be like somebody else. They don't have a, see, God is not going to bless you to be a counterfeit. Y'all know I'm dropping these nuggets. Pick up this book. <laughs> God ain't going to bless you to be a counterfeit. God, you can, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's just, it gets, you when, when it comes to stuff, you can't take it lightly. You can't take it lightly. We are checking resumes, but you can't take it lightly. You really just got to stop and say, oh, Lord, this is what we need. I, like I said, in the book, I teach you basic principles of how do we sit down and what are the three tiers of learning? What are the three tiers of, of developing someone? What are, How do we know who is it needs to be a trainer versus who needs to be trained? And there's certain uh, really wisdom nuggets in that book. Uh, and the last thing I'll teach you is this. Uh, my time is up. I know it was real quick. Do they have a servant's heart or, or, or what is their motivation? Everybody has a motive and everyone's motive is not pure. Now, what I'm not telling you is to be like, oh, you know, you'd be real weird about it and all that kind of stuff. Everyone just doesn't have a pure motive. And so you ask yourself the question, um, what is their motive? Some people just need to get next. They do, really do. Some people need you. Some people, I, I've had people in my life, the only time they came around when I needed something, wanted something, got to borrow something. So Samaria's the baddest thing walking, but when Samaria said no, it was a problem, or when you was fine. Yeah, me people, when they got a little bit of money, they'll never call you. They are super sanctified, but as soon as they are down on the luck, hey, praise the Lord, sister. <laughs> so when I was graduating from Howard University many moons ago, the, 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 the president was retiring, and he was saying this, he said this, he said over and over, he said, seek to serve and you'll discover greatness along the way. I'm going to say it again. Seek to serve 
and you will run into greatness along the way. People who are really great were not seeking greatness. They were seeking to serve. We cannot develop people who are not motivated to be the best servants they can be. And the servant is not trying to take the high seat. The servant is trying to take the low seat. The, the servant is not trying to be seen, known, or heard. The servant is taking the low seat. The servant is waiting to be called. The servant is is is, is being intentional and being deli uh, de uh, diligent and being consistent when nobody's looking. If you gotta, if you call yourself to be a leader and the only time you, you lead is when we see you, you're not a leader. Okay? So we cannot develop people who are not motivated to be the best servant that they can be. When it comes to organizations you lead, you need to ask yourself who or what population were they serving before they came here. That's going to determine a lot. You don't get to be the intern running something. You don't get to be the trainee running something. You are in training. And like I said in the previous one, we all have been in training before. Before I go, when we go to school, right? You gotta go. You get. You have years of of of, of lecture years. After that, you do uh, an internship. After that, you do supervision. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh, and you still not considered a leader. You are now a worker. You have a, you become a leader literally when you have more than 10 years of experience and over 5,000 hours worth of work, well over $5,000 uh, worth of, uh, of, of study and hours and work completed. That makes you a leader because how could you cannot lead some past where they've never been? You cannot stand in front of a bunch of PhDs with your kindergarten work. Nothing wrong with being in kindergarten. We, we've all, we, before we all, all of us, watch this, all of us have been in kindergarten. All of us have graduated, most of us, unless you are kinder, kindergarten, we'll be watching this either. But here, that's neither here nor there. So how can you teach someone what you have never been? Watch the last thing. Anyone can pretend they have the service heart. Anybody. Anybody. Particularly if you got more notoriety. That person that said, I want to partner with you. Oh, he was just sweet and humble. I just believe the Lord wants us to partner together. And I wasn't asking, you bet now. I don't think. I went to, I said, well, I looked at that. I look at it and I considered it and it was a no. Also, how, is the, how does someone handle critique? That's, I mean, that's, we're not going to talk about that. How does someone handle critique? I had someone else, I was trying to mentor, I, I know, I know, I know. Well, if you know, why are you here? I know, I know. So you got to be honest with people. Don't call them great if they just decent. I said, don't call them great if they just decent. You understand? We live in a whole world. People are delusional. <laughs> wow. I'd be like, yo, got to be kidding me. We want to be called great and it's just basic? What? What? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, no, you, you, no, you're not, you're not great. You're just decent. But if you submit to the process, you're going to run into greatness. Okay? We all make mistakes, but we can't call some things, we just delude, we got to just feature delusions. <laughs> we just live it. Bless your heart. So, anyway, also, someone's very defensive. And some people just want to be seen. They just need to be seen. You know, we're making grand inches and stuff. We just want to be seen. See me, pick me, pick me, pick me, see me. You know, uh, being seen does not make you great, by the way. All right. 
There's so much more that I can say. Pick up the book, y'all. Largely, I may do, I think I may do another one on emotional and mental. I don't know. I'm actually working on the book. I'll take the name of the book because it's going to be out. It's not going to be out by the end of this. No, not, not the end of this month. Uh, it's called um, Healing the Hurt of Broken Leaders. Now, I have a book called Broken Trying to Lead. Pick up that book, but it's going to be different, okay? All right, I'm Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. Uh, if you want to get that book or your free book, I have a free book called um, uh, The Accuser. <laughs> I wrote the book, I promise. You just got to go to my website or click the link if you're watching this via YouTube. It's under there. Um, if you want to pick up the the book, the other book, Learn to Lead, again, it's at my website, www.drsamariacobra.com. You can check out all the wonderful resources and, and all kinds of things that I have there. Uh, it'll be It'll bless your life. Uh, Dr. W, you want to know, know a little bit more about my training course, www.trainingchristianleaders.com, excuse me. And then if you want to know more about my private practice, you can also visit my website at com. You must be a North Carolina resident, okay? Because you can just access the schedule it's so easy. I have people from different uh state and uh i look at the, the i have a, a, a information form and i look at where you are located and i can <laughs> and i cannot see you if you're not located or a resident of north carolina okay all right god bless you we'll be back another day another time another banger y'all pray this <laughs> lord let me upload this okay all right y'all let's get it going bye